Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. The City of Stone, A Sellsword's Guide to Markarth by Amanda Alea. A Mercenary's Guide to Markarth. If you're cutting your coins across Skyrim, you'll want to point your blade towards Markarth, the capital city of the Reach. There's no end of trouble in the City of Stone, and that means plenty of ways for you to earn your supper. Your sellsword instincts should point you towards the wealthiest patrons with the fattest purses to work for, but you need to mind yourself during your resting hours. Markarth isn't like your White Run, where mercenary companies like the Companions make a sellsword an honored professional. No, Markarth has its own rules, rules the natives aren't going to just tell you. Lucky for you, old Miss Alea is here to shine the torchlight over your thick skulls. First thing you'll notice in the City of Stone is the stone. They say dwarves cut out the city from the mountain. And maybe they did, by the look of it. But what it really means is that the whole place is vertical, and the streets are really cliffs. Long story short, be careful when you've got a belly full of meat. When you enter the city proper, you'll immediately hit the market. The merchants usually sell food and jewelry on the streets. Meat is the preferred ration. The craggy rocks in the area make for poor farming land, and silver is what's used to make most all the rings and necklaces you might buy, thanks to the large silver mine in the city. We'll get to that in a bit. Whatever you do, don't ask the Markarth city guard about anything. They're about as helpful as an angry frostbite spider while you're caught in its web. And if you mention anything about the Forsworn to them, they might spit in your eye. Speaking of the Forsworn, these wild men and women will be your main source of income while you're in Markarth. The Jarl almost always has a bounty on some Forsworn leader or another, and if you don't mind going blade to axe with someone two septums short of a pint of ale, it's steady work. The Silver Blood Inn is where you want to head into after seeing the market. The drinks are, as usual, watered down, and judging by the metallic taste, with water from the rivers that run through the city's smelter district. What's important here is getting a room to stay in. You won't find any friendly faces to con your way into a cheap place to stay in Markarth. The natives don't trust strangers, so save yourself the trouble and put down your coin to rent a real room. After you've spent a day recovering from travel, you'll see that Markarth is divided into two sides by the big crag in the center. The part with the big river running through it is called the Riverside, and the other is called the Dry Side. The Riverside is where the smelter and native workers live, so don't bother going there. Instead, head directly to Dry Side and talk to the local Nord nobles and see what problems you can start solving at the highest rate. Two major places to see are the Temple of Dibella and Sindamine. The temple rests on top of the central crag, a good place to go if you're on terms with the divines, but be warned, the priestesses of Dibella don't allow men into their inner sanctums, so don't go crashing down in there uninvited unless you want a short trip to a long fall. Sindamine is the place where all the silver comes from that I mentioned before, but it's also the jail. Markarth uses prisoners to mine the ore, and there's a lot of it, so don't get caught doing something illegal in the city, or you'll be hauled down there to dig. Apparently, the whole place is owned by one of the big families in the city, the Silverbloods. Notice the inn is named after them? Always keep your sellsword eye open for hints like that. I tried meeting with the head of the Silverblood family to see if they had any work, but guarding their minds isn't the blood rush I became a mercenary for. Something to keep in mind for yourself, if you're thinking of staying a few months. The final place I'll talk about here is Understone Keep, the home of the Jarl and Markarth. 
It's a fancy palace like any other, assuming your palace is built underground. But what you need to know is the city underneath the keep. That's right, there's another city below Markarth. One of those old dwarven ruins. They sometimes have expeditions in the ruins that makes for a good job, guarding the scholars, maybe lifting a few stones here and there. If you're lucky, you might come across one of those old dwarven machines and you can bring back a souvenir after you've done breaking it apart. Alright, Ms. Alea's hand is getting tired, and that means this guide is done. Last piece of advice, don't cause trouble in Markarth. Don't start fights. Don't stop fights. Don't stick your head anywhere without someone from the city paying you for it. Because believe me, no one in Markarth wants you there. Make your gold, drink your mead, see what's there to see, and move on. Nothing changes in the City of Stone, and that's just fine.